Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Arvin Echelbarger. And I am Frank Mills, and welcome to the show. We appreciate you joining us today. Whether you're listening or watching, we are thankful that you are. So thanks for that. Uh, today's show, we're taking a little break from the Master Series, I see. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Armin Echelbarger's current training that he's doing. Uh, he's doing training splits, so we're going to talk about that and why he's doing it. So we'll get into that, and uh, also in the second part of our show, we're going to talk about strategies for eating out. You know, um, sometimes when somebody goes out to dinner, they struggle. You know, um, it, it's hard when you see something on the menu that's looking really good, and it's really not in that nutrition plan, so... Armin's going to be talking about that as well. So, Armin, great show. Looks like, uh, you know, talking about nutrition is always good because that's food and I like food. So, I, I like that. But we're starting out with your current training split and why you're doing it. So, mm -hmm. we are taking a break from the Master Series. Just kind of curious about that. What's, uh, what's up? You just need a little break from that or what do you think? Well, you know, I was looking at some of the you know, the people that are watching the show. And I think that, you know, it probably would make sense to take a break when just finish it up on probably the next episode. But, you know, just to kind of, uh, you know, I don't want people getting a little bored by all master series because, you know, some people are interested and some people maybe not so much. And I thought, well, this right. would be a good change up. Uh, so we'll see if people like it or not. So I thought, well, let me just throw this out. I've had people ask me about it. I'm like, right. well, you know, if you're interested, here's what I'm doing and here's why and uh, kind of go from there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, just like sometimes you got to take a break in your training and switch it up. We're doing it in the show. So that works. Well, this is kind of interesting topic because I know a lot of people follow you, Armin, and kind of the things that you do. You've got a lot of exposure on the internet with your fat loss secret groups, your other groups on LinkedIn. You know, you, you're out there quite a bit and I know you get a lot of questions, but this sounds like a good topic today. Um, how how long have you been doing split routines, Armin? Yeah, that's a good question, but I just got a long time. So I tried <laughs> a lot of them. And that's what, that's what you got to do. You got to put the reps in, so to speak, put the time in right, to right. figure out what works for you mm -hmm. and kind of go from there. And that's what I've been doing. Okay, okay. So why don't you talk about what you're currently doing now as far as your uh split training or your training split or however i should say that yeah it's just a training split and all, all we're talking okay. about here on a training split is you know what training you're going to do each day and typically it involves splitting up muscle groups to focus on those particular muscle groups mm -hmm. and so what i've been doing now and i've been doing this for a little for a decent period of time is I'm training five days a week. So I get two days off for rest and let the central mm -hmm. nervous system catch up. And so for me, it's, I think it's a pretty advanced uh, training program. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I really feel like I'm getting good results from it. Uh, but at some point I'll probably change it up again, but I really like the split that I'm doing. Uh, and so I'm just going to highlight that real quick. So for okay. me, uh, and I'll explain more about why I do this, but the way I do your day one is going to be quads and calves. So I'm going to hit that really hard for 45 minutes. Okay. Day two, I'm going to do chest and triceps. Then day three, I'm going to do back. Now, sometimes if the, depending on the fatigue, I may have a rest day. Okay. In between there, but generally I can, I can typically do this three days in a row. So I'll do again, quads and calves, chest and triceps, and then back. So I'm letting other muscle groups kind of recover as I'm doing this. Day four, I'm going to take a rest day. So I'm going to let the system catch up. And I'm pretty tired about that time. So, it, you know, I can really tell, okay, I need some extra recovery. 
And then after day four, day five, I'm going to go to hamstring and calves. So I'm really focused on the back of my legs and then again, hit the calves again. Your calves are very durable muscles. So you can train them a little more often. And it's just a matter of experimenting as well. Then day five, hit the shoulders and the biceps. And then day seven is another day of rest. And again, this isn't perfect, but that's kind of what, what I'm doing week to week. Uh -huh. And and a lot of other strategy to go with that. But uh, that's the current split that I'm on. So five days um, and then I had two rest days. Well, everybody's going to want to take a look at this because, you know, whether they're already working out or thinking, boy, you know, boy, I'd like to try this routine. But mm -hmm. I was more curious on what your thought process was on trying how to decide what to do this routine was. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so when you've tried a lot of different split routines, and I have, I, 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 mm -hmm. I think I've done about all, but I'm sure there's probably something else that could come up. But, uh, you know, when you're training about 40 years, which is long, how long I've been training, mm -hmm. you've done so many different ones, you know, some of them work good for a period of time. And all of a sudden you just start, you just don't feel, you start feeling stale. You don't feel the right energy. And it could be, it could be overtraining, but it also could be the combination of exercises you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I found that, um, to, you know, challenging to make sure that I'm ready to go and I'm fired up and I'm excited about the work I'm going to do. And when that goes away, you need to be making a change because you're not going to be getting good results. You've got to have good motivation mm -hmm. and a lot of fire in the belly, so to speak, to hit that workout and get out of there. Um, so this, this routine, like all routines that I, I have, is focused on bringing up what I consider to be my weak spot areas. And so for me, I'm constantly focused on developing my legs because I mm -hmm. just don't like, I, I feel like there's more I could do with them. I have shaped right, them up right. a, a lot better. Uh, so when you, I found that when you split the legs up, which I haven't done that long, and I wish I would have done mm -hmm. this personally a long time ago, was when I split up the quads and calves and then the hamstrings, um, my development has actually been a lot better on the hamstrings because, you know, when you get done training your quads, you train really hard. You don't have much in the tank to train your mm -hmm. hamstrings, let alone your calves. And so I found this to really be a nice benefit uh, of splitting them up. And I was kind of wondering how I was gonna, the fatigue would be, but I'm responding well. My hamstrings have actually developed a lot better, which hmm. had I done this, you know, five, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I think I would have been even more excited about it because as you get older, putting on muscle is not easy. It's, it, gets, it gets tougher. And so as you get older, mm -hmm. you're trying to hang on to your muscle. Mm -hmm. So, and some people would say, well, Hey, that's a, that's a bro split, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, they can take these bro splits, however they want to take it. But, mm -hmm. you know, we're, you, these science-based strategies too, uh, when you look at the studies, uh, well, that's not necessarily so accurate either. Cause at the end of the day, okay. No matter what routine you do. Okay. Now there's, a, there is science behind the, the way I do it, but no matter what routine right. you do, if you don't recover, it just doesn't matter whether it's you're training two days a week on one muscle group or three days a week on one muscle group or five days a week. If you get good recovery, then that's what you need to understand. But if you don't get good recovery, it doesn't matter on the splits. Right. And right. I just get so, you know, these, these people are like, oh, yeah, you have to train the muscle twice a week and you got to do this and make it like a mandatory thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Vince had that as, as a suggestion, but that's because he wanted people to be consistent with their training and he wasn't necessarily having them push to failure. Mm -hmm. So when you push to failure, you're, and you're, as you get more advanced, this is where this kind of routine comes into play. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, like I am, how, how long have you been doing this split routine? So I've been doing this one just, um, around two years now. Uh, and I did it before I, you know, as I got my pro card, you know, I did a lot of this before the pro card and I thought it really helped with, uh, again, the hamstrings and mm -hmm. you know, my backs. I wanted, you know, my back area is something I want to bring up too. And, um, it, it seemed to really leave me with good recovery. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to probably, since the, the effect of having, I'm going to probably keep doing a little bit longer, but at some point, yeah, I'll probably do another adjustment depending on what I want to focus on more, but with the routine, it's focusing on my legs, my chest and back, because my arms and shoulders seem to respond pretty easy. So they're more secondary. So the emphasis mm -hmm. is putting all the energy I have 
into again the legs, chest, and back. Well, you seem that that you know to me it seems like a very long time to do the same routine. You haven't deviated from it at all. Well, actually, uh, depending on the schedule and my recovery, yes, I'll I mm-hmm. will need to deviate. So, like a, like anything, nothing's perfect. So you have mm-hmm. to understand that when you're doing things. And, you know, changing it up is not a bad thing. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I have to skip a day and then make a decision on what's going to be skipped and what muscle group I'm going to skip. Uh, to, and also to get more recovery, depending on the level of fatigue, because recovery is also dealing with the stress of, of your day-to-day life, uh, mm-hmm. not getting enough food, not getting enough sleep. And if you don't get all those right way, again, you're going to need more rest. So that's another thing I had to take into mind. And then uh, I've also broken out the training a little bit more uh, so to just do a change up as well. So sometimes I'll go six days a week in a row, not very often, but I'll do that. And so when I do that, then that means I'm going to do, you know, my quads and calves on day one, my mm-hmm. chest only on day two, my back only on day three, again, take a day of rest, then hamstrings and calves again. And then uh, I'm going to do the shoulders only. And then and then the next day, day six, I'm going to, or yeah, the last day I'm going to end up doing arms. And so this gives a nice little change up and I'm going to, you know, put a lot of good energy into doing that. So that's something I'll do from time to time as well, mm-hmm. just to kind of break, uh, break, the, break it a little bit. And I found that to be like, when I do my arms, I like to superset them and they, they respond really well. So the pump's really, really nice. So mm-hmm. that's something else I like to do. And plus my training partner, um, he really likes it. So I kind of, when I introduced it to him, he wanted to do it more often. I'm like, yeah, well, we can't be doing it every time right now because I want to stay with you know, the better recovery the five days a week. But mm-hmm. when you do break it out like that, your recovery is still pretty decent. But I still like just doing the five days a week. <clears throat> so how much longer do you think you're going to be on this split routine? Okay, so like I mentioned before, I, you know, I really I have good energy. I, I, I get up and I, mm-hmm. you know, I can... I'm psyched up for even my quad day because leg days are always a little intimidating because, you know, that's an area I'm trying to focus on. That's an area that's it's harder for me and the legs are just, they're tough to train. So you need a lot of psychological energy for you going in there. So mm-hmm. with this particular strategy, it seems to be working well. I have good energy and a good strength. So I, I really like it. Um, and based on the recovery still being good, I'm going to hang on to it a little longer uh, mm-hmm. and then keep reevaluating because you always reevaluate. Right, you know, right. And so if you get to the point where, hey, this is getting kind of old, I'm not sure I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, that's the thing. But I, I do know with this, I really like, again, splitting the legs up um, from a, you just having a quad and calf day and then having a hamstring mm-hmm. and leg day. So that's something that'll probably I'll, I'll keep doing because uh, of what I've seen happen from that. <laughs> well, I did notice that you're doing like one to two of the actual muscle groups a day. Um, I am kind of curious because I know that you said you only like to be in the gym for around 45 minutes. So how long do these sessions take for you, Armin? Well, that's the thing is, um, to, to also change things up in the routine, because there's a lot of things you can do with these routines to change them up. Okay. And we're talking about that too, but I'm trying to get as much work done as possible in that 45 minute period. And the reason behind that, just like Vince talked about, is you, you if you get more work done in a short period of time, you're going to get mm-hmm. a good response or better response. So it's kind of like the sprinter analogy versus the long distance runner analogy. They do short burst work and they get more explosive looking muscles versus longer volume. Right. You're going to end up overextending yourself, not get a good recovery. It starts affecting your strength. So you get some mm-hmm. of the negatives that come with that. So uh, I've just found it. And again, this is experimenting too. It's like, how much can I get done? And I tell you, it can get kind of brutal if you're really trying to up your game with short rest periods and then trying to keep the weight up there. So that's why I like it. You know, I'm doing all these things and it seems to really affect me. Well, you did mention you've tried just about every other split that's out there. Yeah. Um, You know, would you say the split you're doing is advanced? compared to a lot of the uh, of the other ones that you've tried or that are out there yeah well when it comes to the the word advanced the the, the key is 
um, is how much experience you really have. So like hmm. I've been training okay. 40 years. And so when you get more and more muscle size on, you get more and more conditioned. Um, you've got, if you're going to stimulate new muscle fiber, you've got to change things up. And so it really depends on, you know, how much experience you have, how long you've been doing it. So as again, with the level I'm at, sometimes my recovery would be really good. And sometimes I'll kind of, I've overdone it. So with somebody new, um, it could still work, but it would probably be a little less volume in that 45 minute window, just focusing on how they're doing the exercises. Uh, again, anybody from a beginner to intermediate to advanced could do this routine. But at the same time, you, you got to get that central nervous system, you got to get that stimulation understood. So mm -hmm. uh, it can work. It's just a matter of uh, how long they've been doing it and then what their experience is and knowledge about how to change up their exercises with the routine. But I will say this is, again, with the, the way this split has worked for me based on my weak areas, mm -hmm. it's good. If you have different weak areas, it's going to be a totally different five-day split if you decide to do that. Like some guys, gotcha. if they got good quality legs, probably not going to need to split it up. You know, if their, if their hamstrings are coming up well and their calves are coming up mm -hmm. well, then they just they can just do a leg day then they would just split up the, the other weaker areas uh, and focus on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, the, I think you kind of touched on that, but the thing I was going to ask you is a lot of people are watching the show. Who would you recommend this split to? Uh, I know you talked about individuals that have been working out for a while, but is, is there a category or, a thought process on who you would recommend this to? Yeah. And again, it's, it's one of those things where if the person's pretty knowledgeable and have good experience with different types of exercises, mm -hmm. then this, this would be a good fit for them. Uh, but it just depends on the knowledge that they have and understanding how to, how to put it together. So like for me, I know how to combine my exercises. I've been training for a long time. So that helps make a difference on it, but just doing the split as is, doesn't necessarily mean, going to get great results you also need to understand okay if you do this split how are you going to change it up how are you going to have the muscles guessing and things like that so mm -hmm. it, it really depends on their experience with training and um, i think that's pretty critical um mm -hmm. and then again like i mentioned before it's what weak body parts that they have so that you're getting that aesthetic well-balanced muscular look because you know that's what i like to do now if, if that's not right, a, right. you know if that's, if that's something you're not interested in that's different but that's what I strive for. Most of my clients, that's what they want. They want to have a nice balanced physique so that mm -hmm. when they go out, you know, they make it, their clothes lay the right way. They, they, everything looks really good all mm -hmm. the time. So, you know, that's kind of how I go about it. Um, when I'm dealing with people who are, I'm going to suggest a certain routine for, them. you know, some people, they don't have that. They don't have five days a week. They have because of their schedule, right. they may only have three or four days a week. So that's going to be a totally different scenario as well. So it just depends on what they're willing to do and uh, how committed they are and then how the schedule works. So that's another thing to kind of keep in mind. And again, what body parts they want to really bring up that aren't responding as well. Okay. Okay. Well, you've talked a lot about, I guess, a lot of the, um, of the actual things that you do in the split routine, but I was also kind of curious, do you have a certain strategy that you have in mind before the workout, you know, because you know, the exercises that you're going to perform, right. um, you know, do you have a mindset or a thought process is like, okay, I'm going to do this today. Uh, this is kind of how I'm going to go about it. Cause you have to mentally prepare yourself before you do this. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. You got to have your, you got to get your game face on before you uh -huh. go into this, if you want to get good results. So yeah. So since I've been training a long time, I've had days where it just, it just sucked and everybody's going to have those days. So it doesn't matter how much prep you do. There's just so many days. It just isn't going to happen. So you just kind of muddle through them, but just chalk it up. Okay. You got through it. So that's going to happen. So that if you experience that, it's part of it. Okay. Not a big deal, but then you have to decide on how you're going to combine your exercises and how you're going to attack the muscle groups um, muscle or muscle groups for that day. And mm -hmm. so that's another thing that comes with experience, you know, as an example, you know, like on my chest day, I'm going to put one week, I'm going to focus on the whole chest. 
But then the next time I train chest, I'm going to focus on upper chest and then the whole chest because I got to make sure I'm getting a good rounded development of the chest muscle. Like my back day, you know, one focus is going to be lat width and then mm-hmm. I'll do some row movements. And another focus would be, you know, working the rows first and then doing some lat width. And another scenario would be alternating right. row and lat right. work, row and lat work. Uh, because I'm the muscles are like what the, what's going on here you know and right. so you're really changing up that way so then another format when it comes to deciding on sets and reps is I usually like to start with a foundational exercise just to tack the whole area warm all the area up so mm-hmm. that will uh, also deal with you know my strength level and going pretty heavy and typically would just be some straight sets just to see how my strength is going with mm-hmm. whatever foundational exercise I want to focus on. All right. So then after that, you know, I'm, cause I'm pressed for time. I don't want to get things done. Then I'll look at, uh, to, to further fatigue the muscle group I'm working on is supersets, tri-sets, giant sets, drop sets, cluster sets, et cetera, other high intensity, uh, strategies to mm-hmm. further tax the muscle, push the blood, as much blood as possible in that muscle. And the time I have given, to really maximize how much muscle breakdown I can get done in that short period of time. Because by, by keeping my time short and you break it down the muscle, that's how you're kind of gauging your recovery as well. Because if you're still not recovering and you've done that much volume, then you need to kind of cut it back a little bit because your body mm-hmm. can't handle it. So that's one of the ways I go about deciding how much volume and like you know what I'm going to do as far as the higher intensity type of, of formats. But as I'm developed now, I do a lot of supersets, tri-sets, and cluster sets, et cetera. Uh, to finish up, you know, whatever muscle group I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And it's really challenging because your heart rate's jacked up, you know, you're really pushing yourself. So the strength will kind of diminish when you're doing those movements, but also you get good hypertrophy because there's so much blood volume going in and there's so much stimulation, muscle breakdown. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And then on top of that, then you have tempos that you can do, like, you know, a four count negative, two count stretch, one count positive, and then maybe a one or two count static hold contraction. So tempo is another thing you throw in the mix. So you can see it starts getting more involved. Then your rep schemes. And I, I mentioned in the past that upper body, I like six to 10 as heavy as possible. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not going to be perfect. Sometimes I'll do 12 reps or whatever. And sometimes I may, may not get six. Uh, back, I like to do eight to 12. So that's for upper body. And then legs, I, I really try to focus on 12 to 20 as heavy as possible mm-hmm. to really push as much blood into the area as possible too. And then you got the short rest periods. You know, the short rest periods, your heart rate's jacked up. You're trying to, you know, see how much you can, what you can do with it. And that's why you really want to, you know, track what weight you're using and then the rep. So you can see, okay, mm-hmm. how much more can I, do I think I could push myself this time around on this same type of routine? So that's another thing. And then at the end, you know, you just got to do some stretching since the muscles pretty much full of blood. You do some stretching to see if you can stretch the fascia a little bit more to allow for more uh, potential size uh, of the muscle area. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. takes some discipline as well. I'm not perfect at that either. So, but I do, I do focus on doing that and I do it at the end mm-hmm. uh, at my age. I don't recommend stretching in between sets. You know, if you're younger, you're probably going to be fine just stretching in between sets to help again, expand the fascia. But at my age, uh, I don't recommend that. I just think you're taking some risk of having an injury. Right, right. (laughs) Well, the one thing it seems like you are focused on for sure is quality for the time that you're working out and quality recover for the time to take off. So your next workout, you're feeling fresh, strong, and ready to go, right? Yeah, well, that keeps your enthusiasm up. You know, it starts becoming, you know, the point where you're just like dreading it. You know, you got problems. You're, you're not going right. to get, get a good workout and you're probably not going to get a good response. So you're going to be better off just getting some rest. Mm-hmm. Now, some guys that kind of, they end up taking too many rest days because, you know, they're, again, they're not looking forward to it. They're kind of dreading it. And right, right. some of that has to do with the, the soreness that can come if you overdo it. So that's another thing I have to deal with. Sometimes I overshoot myself. And like this week, I'm really sore. So I've kind of overextended myself because I tried some Mm -hmm. new things. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I got to kind of adjust for that. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. the thing you have to adjust as you respond to things too. (laughs) Well, it's really good. I think too, because I've seen guys 
in the gym where they're there in the morning, they go back at night, they're doing double workouts and they think more gets more results. And, uh, mm-hmm. you're a prime example of you can do it in 45 minutes. You get some quality recovery and you'll get the same results or better. Right. Yeah. Well, I've done the two a day workouts. I've done those. Like I said, right, I've done right. a kind of different splits. And what, what I found happened to me on it is I was just getting sleepy in the afternoon. I was just so fatigued. So right, I'm trying to right. get, get through my work day and I'm all, I'm, I'm getting actually run down. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. okay, because when you first start doing that, you're actually fresher, you know, right. because you're not doing right. it. But then as the body starts getting really taxed because you're pushing yourself, that's when things start getting a little more complicated. So then you have, you have, to, you have to reevaluate. Not saying you can't train twice a day, Right. But there is a lot of hassle of training twice a day. You know, you got to take two showers potentially. You got a lot going on, so it just right. adds a lot of work to your day. Versus, mm-hmm. do you have to train twice a day? Okay. Right. Now, if you're right. if you're a if you're a drug drug using pro bodybuilder, well, that might be an exception for sure because of all the hormone right. they got. That, you know, they probably need to do that. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about everyday guys that uh, are just trying to get good results and look good. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, as we wrap up, any final thoughts uh, on your split program? So for any split you're going to do, yeah. I would say that you, you should design a split to focus on your weak areas all the mm-hmm. time. That, cause that way you'll get a better balanced physique. Not to, you know, everybody loves to do chest, I think. Everybody likes to do arms. But you got to have some discipline. You got to train those areas that you don't like so much but are probably not as, not as well developed. So figure out a, a way to make those more interesting so that you can do them because you always have energy for the stuff you like to do. And right. I, and I'm no, right. I'm no different than anybody else. And I just found that when you put the weaker areas and you put the energy in it first, you're going to get a better response. I've seen it happen myself. So mm-hmm. do that, keep the workouts under 45 minutes and, and then you can always play with that a little bit, but I just found it, it works really well for me and all my clients. And then you're, you're going to have better efficiency because it doesn't take all your time. You know, 45 minutes in a day is not as big a deal as doing an hour, hour and a half. And then mm-hmm. you know, drive time and you know, depending on what you're doing. So just my thoughts on it. I've, I've seen much better results doing that. You need to change out the exercises, okay, to keep things fresh, okay? So you do it on a regular basis to keep the body guessing. Um, and there's always going to be some debate on that. But again, mm-hmm. I'm pretty advanced. So I kind of need to do that. If you're good and good, getting good results by doing the same thing, then stick with that. But there will be a point where it's going to level off. Okay. So that's when you should start considering exchanging another exercise for some of the ones you've been using to mm-hmm. change it up. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, for overall development, you know, just, just do that. And then you got to focus on keeping your intensity as high as possible to help stimulate new growth. But that's going to require breaking down more muscle. But when you do a higher intensity, you're going to stimulate more muscle fiber to react to that stress. And that's how you'll get better quality gains. And that's just my my personal experience. And again, to develop everything in a nice, even balanced level. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of great information, Armin. And, you know, for a lot of people that may want to try a training split, not maybe yours or maybe one customized, hey, they can always contact you at Elite Exec Method for that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Armin and I, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more of the NSP Nutrition Show. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. Welcome back to the show. And we appreciate you joining us as always. Uh, Second part of the show, we're going to talk to you about going out to eat, strategies for that. And uh, Armin has quite a few of them, so we're looking forward to that. But before we get started, I just wanted to share something with you guys. You know, um, I, I've been eating more protein, trying to lose a little bit of weight, 
Uh, I've been pretty successful with that last couple of weeks, but how NSP Nutrition's digestive enzymes are working are tremendous. Um, yeah. Armin told me about them. So about maybe 30 minutes before I'm going to eat a heavy dose of protein, whether it's a ribeye steak or, you know, a, you know, some burger patties or whatever I'm going to have, I take right. it now. And Armin, I've noticed a tremendous difference in my digestion yeah. because of it. So thank you for that. It's a great product. Yeah, I recommend it too, especially with, again, heavy protein meals. You don't necessarily have to take it for every single meal. Right. But if you right. have a big meal or a heavy protein meal, I think you'll find it help break down, help the digestion, help minimize bloating and things like that by taking it. So it's a great product. So check it out on nspnutrition.com. You're looking for digestive enzymes. Yeah. And uh, they work great. So uh, that being said, let's move on to more food topics here. Uh, Going out to dinner, you know, a lot of people like going out to dinner. I know our wives are significant. Others go, like going out to dinner. Uh, so I have to say I, I enjoy it. But when we go out, uh, you know, it's always like a minefield for me sometimes because you're like, oh, you know, right? You're trying to be good, but some things just look so good on a menu or as they pass uh, by your table going to somebody else's, you, oh, I got to try that, right? So, oh yeah. you know, this should be good for people that like to eat out a lot and are trying to look for ideas to, you know, make the right approach for their nutrition plan, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I feel like, the, you know, they're probably looking for answers because they're really not sure. And so this should right. give them some good insight. Uh, based on my own experience working with my working with clients as well but mm -hmm. you know i just approach it much differently you know because of what i do than than other people in my opinion so uh, mm -hmm. what i want to do is just kind of highlight you know what i do with it and then see if that gives you some good takeaways for yourself well i think it's a good idea you know i think we all get uh kind of the guilties and you know knowledge is power so if 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 they have your knowledge Maybe they have a different approach, and and I like that. So, you know, Armin, when, when you talk about what you do, you know, you do this because not only you live the lifestyle, but you're, you're clients. You're, you're advising yeah. people on, on how to do this as, as well, right? Well, I'm trying to give them some strategy to understand, okay, when you're, when you're going to eat out, there are certain things you want to be aware of that you want to look for to decide, you know, mm -hmm. is this going to be the right fit based on what I'm doing for my nutrition program? Right. And so, right. cause everybody has a different, uh, well, not, but everybody has a certain approach they want to utilize. So if you're staying low carb, that's going to be a different strategy. If you're not staying low carb, you want to enjoy yourself, then that's a different strategy. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're getting the foods that are in most cases being cook the right way at different restaurant chains and things like that, that I feel I've gotten a good experience from. Now I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's perfect, but I also feel like it has worked pretty good for me and also for my clients when, um, you know, they're, they're asking a lot of questions. And so that's what we want to kind of highlight here to see if we can give you some, some new ideas if you're not already taking advantage of it. Right. Right. And, you know, I think the hardest thing too, and, you know, I, I know we're heading in a direction here, but just a little detour I think the hardest thing too is appetizers because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy to find the main course like, okay, broiled, grilled. Okay. This, that, right. You know, I mean, you have a direction yeah. of vegetables, but appetizers are like the minefield for me. Uh, it, it's, it's really dangerous. So I'm kind of curious, you have strategies, but do you have strategies on where to eat instead of what to eat first? Yeah, well, like you, you do have to have that because not every <laughs> restaurant has quality food. They're selling it right. based on price, and so when you sell it based on price, there's going to be some sacrifice there because right, right. they're not necessarily buying the best quality food. They're just trying to solve the feeding you problem uh, for okay. X amount of dollar return because you know their their whole goal is to make money. So you know when I go out with a strategy, the first thing I'm going to decide, okay, where I'm going to go is this going to be a low carb meal that I'm going to go for 
or is it just going to be, you know, having some carbs and, uh, and, and enjoying myself based on that. So that's one thing. Okay. Okay. It does okay. make a difference of what restaurants you go to because some of them kind of cater to low carb and some of them don't. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> then I look at my, uh, what my options are, um, you know, is it going to be something I'm going to be have? I want to eat something fast because of the schedule issue, or is it going to be a sit down meal? Um, because there's a big difference there as far as quality. Uh, and you know, I don't care anybody says you're not going to tell me a fast meal is going to be just as quality as a sit down meal. It, right. I, I'm right. going to have a hard time believing that. So you have to prove that to me. But at the same time, there are some in the middle kind of scenarios. Okay. So you know, once I got that done, then I'm just going to compare the what, what restaurants I have in, in the area that offer what I'm mm-hmm. looking to do and then what I know about the quality of the food. And a lot of times you just don't know. So you got to right, take that, right. that guess as well. But yeah, you just do the best you can. <clears throat> right, right. Well, it's hard too because even though everything you said about the decision making, we all think we're the president but we're really the vice president when it comes to deciding when we're going out to eat and where. Hey, you, always, so, you always got another opinion, right, it seems like. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't want to eat that. I hate that. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right, right. man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we feel your pain. We've been there. We've done that. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of curious, Armin, at the restaurant chains, let's say that you like, and and let's start with something simple, you know, a lot of people are in a hurry. Fast food. Yeah. Fast food. There's a bunch of places that we drive by every day, all day, going to work, going shopping, whatever we have to do, errands. What what of the fast food chains that are out there, you know, are not the minefield? Like, you know, okay, I can go there. It's okay. All right. Well, about all of them still have minefields, unfortunately. <laughs> not right. perfect, but uh, right. the ones that I feel like that I've gone to that I've ate, mm-hmm. that I feel like okay, that was a good meal based on how I felt. You know, because you only you're only as good as what you know. Right. So right. what I do like to do is like me and you have ate at Burger Fi. I feel like yep. that's a good yep. quality piece of uh, beef, and mm-hmm. you get it on a lettuce bun if you're going to go low carb. If you're not going to go low carb, then obviously you can you can use a bun and maybe have some fries depending on you know if you're celebrating or something. So right, I like right. that as a good quality restaurant. I like Chipotle. You know, I can get it with you know with with low carb. I just do the vegetables, mm-hmm. the guacamole, the cheese, the sour cream, you know, and then the meat, and it fills you up really well. So I like that one. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have a carb related meal. Then you can throw the beans and rice in there or, you know, whatever you prefer to right, some carbs right. too. So I felt like, and it, they say it's organic. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't, you never, right. Know, right. You don't okay? know. Right. It's marketing. So that's the other thing you got to look at. Uh, even five guys, you know, they have a decent hamburger. It's freshly made. My son actually worked there for a short period of time. And so he kind of told me what they were doing and it's actually pretty quality hamburger. So, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. you know, is it grass fed? Is it, is it not hormone? Well, I can't guarantee that, but if, if you got to make a decision, that's what your option is because they will do a lettuce bun as well. Yep. Yep. So you they can will. do that if you're going to be low carb. If you're not low carb, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter quite so much. So I like that one. Panera, I like some of the salad combinations. I don't like any of the bread products You know, added into that if I'm going to be low carb. Um, but again, if you're, if you're not going to be, then they, I feel like they make good quality, they have good quality food. Right, uh, Polo right. Tropical, I like, um, you know, if that one's available. They have good quality chicken, and, and and as far as I'm concerned, the way they they cook it and everything, and they have good vegetables to pick from, so that's a good choice in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston Market can be good, um, yep. You know, because yep. again, they have some freshly made stuff. Uh, you gotta mm-hmm. watch for the the seed oils though at Boston Market with some of their stuff. So you know, you want to kind of learn as much you can about how they make the food. So just an FYI there. That's mm-hmm. just kind of give you a few of the ones that come to mind where you can go in eyeball something pretty quick and get out and i haven't tried every fast food restaurant um but these are the ones that i found that if if i'm going to do it i like those better than the other options <clears throat> right right oh, okay okay one option i can throw in there and i'm curious if you haven't tried it i'm going to suggest you try it and see what you think is called culver's and oh, yeah, okay. uh they they're they'll modify your order with whatever you want 
okay. they've got some pretty good quality food. So I'm kind of curious what you think of Culver's when you get an opportunity to, you know, kind of check them out. They're they're close to you as well. Um, you mentioned okay. the lettuce, you know, on your hamburger bun, and a lot of people who go low carb that is a great option. But I I am kind of curious, and I'm sure everybody else is too. What do you order? All right. So like for me, good question. Um, <laughs> typically if I'm going to burger fry and I'm going to be low uh-huh. carb, I'm going to get the double. And, you know, sometimes I'll get two of them if they're, you know, for $5 deals, but um, right, I'll get right. the double with the white cheddar. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of American cheese. It's processed. So I don't do that, but I'll go okay. double white cheddar. And then the condiments aren't a big deal. I have some onions, ketchup, mustard, pickles, that kind of stuff. And that's it. You know, that's what I'll get there. Uh, if I'm going to Chipotle, I'll get some, like I mentioned before, I'll get some meat, maybe some lettuce, give it, if I want some extra filler, then I'm mm-hmm. going to get uh, the vegetables because they're good. Then the guacamole, the sour cream, the cheese, a little bit of salsa. And that, that where it works well for me. I'll put some additional hot sauce on it uh, as an example. And you just kind of pick the meat that you're, you know, that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, five guys are kind of it's similar to a burger five as far as what I'm going to pick. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm kind of basing these on low carb. Panera's typically going to be one of their salads. You know, right. they, have, they have some good ones to pick from. And the salad dressings seem to be pretty decent. The thing is with salad dressings, you got to watch for, you know, the processed oils, soybean, canola, and all those oils. They're not really helping you. So you really want to minimize that too, to kind of keep that in mind. Uh, then like, uh, you know, pull the I'm just going to get basically their, their chicken with uh, some vegetables with it. So mm-hmm. again, you can always do a salad, but I, I don't do salads too much because most of them are just soybean oil based, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible for you. So that's one of the negatives about having salads. Everybody think, well, I had a salad, so I'm good to go. This is, you know, it was a good meal. Right. But right. Point, pour an oil based process oil on it. You're kind of, you know, not getting what you think you're getting. So that's another eye-opener for people. You know, read the ingredients, you'll be shocked. I mean, that's why I'm not a fan right. of uh, Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A, they have a lot of processed food. There's processed food, you know. Now, they do mm-hmm. have some grilled chicken, but that's about it. There's grilled chicken. I mean, their salads, if you use the salad dressings, they're horrible. Uh, that's mm-hmm. and this is just my opinion. People probably, you know, if you love Chick-fil-A, you're probably going to disagree. But at the same <laughs> time, I'm giving you what I, the reasons I don't go to Chick-fil-A. Because mm-hmm. I was really disappointed when I learned about how everything was made. I mean, because it's all processed oils, how it's cooked. All right. Absolutely. Two, two out of pocket on that, but just, you know, real quick. <laughs> no, no. It's good that you let everybody know because, you know, they're one of the top, if not the top, like uh, fast food place to go right now. Both because well, people, of service. People think it's healthy. They think yeah. it's healthy because it's they, they think it's quality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Well, yeah. I'm seeing more burger fries pop up, so that's good. But anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So what about the sit down? Uh, I can tell you with my wife, she likes to go out, nice environment, nice yeah. meal. We like getting waited on. We we all do. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. um, the whole presentation of the meal, the whole thing. So sit down restaurants are are there any that you frequent or you can maybe recommend i know it's really different from all over the world all over the country but any suggestions there all right so anytime you're doing a sit down restaurant if you're just not sure then i one thing that i always do is i look in the menu to see if they if they have chicken wings if i'm going to be if i'm yep. going to be low low carb because i know mm-hmm. i can get that with some celery sticks and you know some blue cheese or ranch dressing uh, and go that route. I'll typically do the blue cheese because the ranch typically has the, the oils, like I mentioned before, that you're trying to avoid. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for places that will have chicken wings um, if, if I'm staying low carb. And one of the places I like, you know, and this is a plug for them, but Glory Days, um, oh, yeah. from what I know, they seem to have, you know, big quality chicken wings that fill you up and they have different ways that can be cooked. And I like the dry rub. So mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. Uh, one of my, I can't stand them when you're looking at chicken wings is Buffalo Wild Wings. I would say it, but yeah. they're the worst. I, I, I I've agree. never, I've ate there probably three or four times. Done. Uh, not right. going to go there. Now, maybe it's just because I hit, I hit two of the wrong places. I don't know, but it's, to me, it was the worst, cheapest food I've ever ate. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, I don't know, elaborate too much on that. Probably 
some people might get a little upset, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not eating it. Right. Okay? Right. And then I, oh. I, when I'm looking at them, I don't like buying a lot of beef related products um, in the sense that uh, most of them are just cheap hormone based uh, beef, beef products. So mm-hmm. uh, that's something that you, I think is important because if you, if you eat out more often, that's going to add up. Okay. So I'll stick more with chicken and turkey and other, other types of meats that I know that uh, are have less likely to have those kind of issues. Um, agree. So agree. When it comes to sit down, most of the ones I go to, uh, you know, again, I like glory days, I like Outback, you know, they got good chicken, they got good vegetables, Olive Garden, Ruby Tuesdays, Cheddars, Bonefish, Maggiano's, uh, BJ's, you know, Carabas, mm-hmm. uh, Red Lobster, uh, TGI Fridays. I think there's, they have quality food there. Uh, Cheesecake mm-hmm. Factory, just going to be a little more expensive. Longhorn, Longhorn Steakhouse, Bob Evans, uh, Cracker Barrel. I still like their foods. Uh, Mm -hmm. First Watch is a good one. That's a new chain. It's up and growing. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, Yeah, just just to kind of name a few. So these are ones that I've actually ate at that I feel like these are these are good selections uh, that I that, you know, I think you can get what you want to get done and enjoy Mm -hmm. yourself and have quality food. And this is just just my opinion on this. But I, I think those are good good ones to work with <laughs> i agree there there's also one that's local here in the tampa bay area if you live around here yeah. uh, out just on the other side of oldsmar on tampa road it's called la peep and, oh, okay yeah uh, la peep. i've, ate, I've yeah. actually ate there before yeah they're, they're a little franchise that has breakfast yeah. and lunch i think is what they focus on right yeah, they have some I, I really agree. good quality yeah. stuff, boy. Wow, their breakfast yeah. is great. Yeah, I would um, agree. yeah. So, okay. So, um, I'm sure that everybody's interested in your approach because, you know, look, we're all going to get our arm behind our back sometimes and we're forced into a place sometimes, right? You're in a group. Yeah. Oh, let's go here or whatever. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah You've got to determine how and what you're going to do and not be like, you know, Oh God, this guy's raining our parade type guy, right? You don't want to be that guy either. So, uh, well, yeah. Armin, what's your approach in these restaurants? Well, again, it's going to depend if I'm going to be going low carb or if I'm going to be carb loading because my carb load, it, it doesn't matter quite so much. You know, <laughs> right. Right. Mashed, mashed potatoes or mashed potatoes in most cases. So, or baked right. potatoes or baked potatoes. So, you know, that's all good. But other than that, you know, that's going to be a, a, a bigger determinant. Uh, mm-hmm. But usually when I go in, the protein I'm going to go with because of my concerns with, you know, the red meat industry and the restaurant industry. And that right. could, you know, that's just based on what I've learned. Uh, maybe it's not what it is, but I'm pretty sure it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with chicken, turkey, salmon, eggs. Uh, those are really, to me, pretty safe combinations to use when mm-hmm. you're going to get a restaurant. Uh, they're right, not going to have right. a lot, typically not going to have a lot of hormones and, and stuff like that, and, you know, antibiotics added to it. Uh, and then I'm going to have non-starchy vegetables, you know, so that's going to be cruciferous vegetables, uh, like broccoli, cauliflower, beans, you know, the high fibers type vegetables. Um, right. And then I'll right. have those with butter or if they have olive oil, I'll put olive oil on, you know, either one mm-hmm. of those fats are good. Uh, again, it pro- probably won't be grass-fed butter. So, um, you know, I'll have some though, but if they have grass-fed butter, great, but probably not going to be. Then it, the, I'll have a salad, and it'll typically be oil and vinegar. And then I'm going to see if they have real olive oil for the salad dressing, or if they have a good quality. Uh, it's like some restaurants do make their own salad dressings. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then you know, and some of them still do the cheap oils, but some of them don't. So mm-hmm. that's that's how I'm going to approach it. If I'm going to go low carb, then if I'm carb loading, you know, I'll have sushi. I think that's a great mm-hmm. one. I'm, one thing to know about sushi, though, it is very high in sugar. So just understand that you'd be surprised how much sugar that is in sushi. So, but you know, the fish is quality typically, and then you have the rice. But I uh, attended a, a seminar on how to make sushi, and that's what I learned. It was just amazing how much hmm. sugar they put in it. So, just an FYI. Other than that, you know, like mashed potatoes, baked potato, you know, corn, you know, you know, rice, uh, cornbread, you know, even some mm-hmm. breads. I'll have those. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not a, um, I don't like the low glycemic carbs, like a sweet potato. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason for that is because that just keeps your insulin elevated. I kind of, when I'm going to carb load, I want a high glycemic carb. So the, you know, cause I don't 
carb load all the time, uh, like three, four times a day. I don't do that. Right, so right. if I have a high glycemic type of carbohydrate, the insulin comes up fast and insulin drops down pretty fast too. Versus a, a lower glycemic carbohydrate, like a sweet potato, uh, brown rice, and those kind, they just keep right, your insulin right. elevated. And having it elevated isn't a plus either, okay? Because that can also potentially cause cravings down the road. So just mm -hmm. an FYI is how I approach that um, when I'm going out. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, and, and you brought up the sushi. Um, yeah. I had a friend of mine encourage me because, you know... I, I love seafood, but, mm -hmm. you know, when sushi became popular, I was kind of like baby steps, right? I, I had to go, okay, wait a minute. I cook my stuff. I don't get this, but yeah. I tried it. And the more daring I got, I tried different things. And now, you know, it's no big deal. But if you're really looking for a great option, you can order a sashimi platter, which is just the raw fish. Yep. And I didn't realize the flavor and how good mm -hmm. it can be like yellowtail just fresh is amazing. So, yeah. um, that's always an option too. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, well, I, I enjoy the same. I mean, when I have sushi, I'm going to eat a lot of it. So uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fueling back up, but yeah, it's just <laughs> that I was just really surprised. I'm not sure they really use and that could vary from company to company too, but uh, that's one thing. If you're, you're concerned about sugar, uh, just keep that in mind just because mm -hmm. everybody thinks sushi is like the perfect, you know, there's nothing that's not healthy about sushi. Well, actually there is if you dig a little deeper. So that's one of the things I do a lot of times. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So last but not least, unless you're out partying and celebrating, it's your cheat day or you've got it like marked on the calendar, like, okay, I can go have fun today. If, if, right. if that's what you're going to do. Great. If you're not, what type of approach do you have for a beverage? Yeah, so for me, I like to keep it simple. I like to just do like unsweetened tea. I don't want any sugar gotcha. or anything. I just drink it like that. And yep. you can always sweeten yep. it, but just be careful with the sweeteners that you're using. But that's kind of what I go with, um, and, you know, or worst case water. But tap water is not much better either. So, but I don't do any of the sodas or any of that. I just, um, yeah, I just don't do that at all. So it's pretty you go a lot of places. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been a lot of places where you have the tap water and it's disgusting, right? It just <sighs> tastes nasty, oh, right? Dude, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. So I no just, amount I just of lemons will save it. it. <laughs> I just I just slowly sip it. And right. you, know, you don't you don't really want to drink a lot of fluids anyways when you're eating, right. believe it or right. not, because that, that dilutes the hydrochloric acid. Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of want to be careful with how much you're having of a, of a beverage for good digestion. Just mm -hmm. another note, notation there. So I did want to ask you this while we're talking about unsweetened. I was yeah. at a place, matter of fact, yesterday, and they gave me this variety of sweetener options. And I was kind of curious because I ordered unsweetened tea. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and they're all in these little like sleeves, eco sleeves, right? They're little tubes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is new. I haven't seen these before. Mm. Okay. So they got Splenda. They got Stevia. They have raw cane sugar. Mm. Um, then they had saccharin based product. And um, then they had pure cane white sugar. And then they had just like normal white sugar that was like an option. And there were some that were organic and some not. I mean, it was the most sweetening options I'd ever seen in my life. Wow. Is that a minefield as well? Do you just like, okay, I steer clear of that or is there, are any of the options I named or other ones that I didn't like allulose? Uh, are those okay? Well, allulose is good. You know, we've talked about that in the past and that's actually a really good sweetener. I mean, it tastes mm -hmm. almost like sugar. Mm -hmm. And it won't, it won't even raise your insulin up. So that's a really good one to use. Uh, obviously, stevia is good too, uh, okay. but it has a unique taste to it. It and does. Then, you it know, does. The, the Splendid could work. It's just, you know, it, it's um, sucralose is what that is. But okay. I just don't, I don't like using those at all. So that's just me. I just, I, okay. I'm used to having really, if you have a good quality black cut tea, it, it goes down pretty well. So I don't need it for that. If you're somebody that really, you know, feels like you need that, then yeah, I do the stevia, the allulose. I do allulose first, then stevia, right, right. 
And then if worst case Splenda would be how I would approach it. So, well, they Good also point. offer that, that organic raw cane sugar, like talking you into like, this is really healthy. Right. Uh, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. no, it's, it's still sugar guys. It, it, you know, well, you know, it's marketing, marketing, you yeah. know, it's organic. Yeah. So organic just means everything organic means it's good for you. Well, there's right. a lot of, you know, ripoffs with organic. You don't buy organic right. bananas. You don't buy right. organic, uh, uh, grapefruit. You don't buy organic watermelon. You got to rind on the thing. It's never going right. to get down in there. So you're right. just getting right. hosed if you're going to pay extra for organic on as an example. So, right, right. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, we probably left out the most important part of any meal. And I'm talking about dessert. Now, I know we're okay. wrapping up here. So right. as we wrap up, what about dessert, man? Come on. Well, again, it depends what you know about the restaurant. I, you know, I do like mm -hmm. having desserts. So sometimes I'll have the chocolate mousse cake. Sometimes I'll have the, you know, I'm a big uh, carrot cake fan a big mm -hmm. cheesecake fan and any kind of cobbler uh, I, I like those so just okay. understand those are you know they're probably going to have a lot of uh, it, some of the restaurants do a really good job on those but it just mm -hmm. depends on where they're being made at but that's what i'll have right. for me so you can have those if it's a car reload type of day mm -hmm. um, and enjoy them it just understand that they're probably going to have some of the you know high fructose corn syrup and things that you know aren't going to be as beneficial. So to me to say this, high fructose corn syrup, one of the negatives about that, even though it's a sweetener and it's you know got other factors involved with it, mm -hmm. it tends to affect, the, the science is stating that it tends to affect your gut microbiome and it actually makes the bad bacteria grow faster, which affects your overall immune system and how your gut works. So mm -hmm. that's why, that's one of the reasons why you kind of want to watch out for high fructose corn syrup especially in your condiments, which again, fast food, it's, it's going to be any kind of fast food type or even sit down. They're, they're going to probably have high fructose corn syrup. So you have to read. Okay. okay. Hmm. Especially okay. if you're eating out more often. So there's a quick tip there. <laughs> All right. So what, what about the places like, as we wrap up the show here, stay away. I mean, nothing right, really so is good for you. So in my opinion, uh, I would stay away from any any of the processed food chains. So mm -hmm. McDonald's, for the most part, is horrible. Uh, people mm -hmm. can say what they want to say, but you know, you start reading what they do, it's just not good ingredients and it's cheap. Right. You know, that, right. that, that's about making money and providing a quick um, solution. Taco mm -hmm. Bell, and again, not impressed. Chick Fil A, we kind of talked about that. Burger King, I think, is horrible. Uh, mm -hmm. It's all you know. They use the heavy processed oils. KFC, same thing even though it's chicken, mm -hmm. um, you know, they have, it, 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 they use soybean oil and other oils to, to cook the chicken with, uh, mm -hmm. churches, chicken, Popeye's. I mean, uh, right. Dairy, Dairy right. Queen's horrible. There's all chemicals for Dairy Queen. Sonic is about the same level. You know, again, they were talking at the bottom of the barrel of Dairy Queen and Sonic, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, right, so right. You know, the food quality is it's just not good. And, you know, what that means is you're not going to get very much nutrition from it. So why even bother? You know, Absolutely. You'd be better off pulling in a gas station because some of these gas stations now have put together some pretty good options with, you know, hard boiled eggs, cheeses, quality cheeses. Wawa, um, right? You know, yeah, like Wawa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of the gas yeah. stations are starting to do that. So yeah. I'll go yep. that route if, if it's really bad. But uh, anyways, and even some jerkies are good, but you got to read the label because a lot of the jerkies are just, they're filled with crap. But there are some good um, basic uh, organic uh, jerkies that are, that are good for protein right. if you need something really fast. So just FYI. <laughs> just read the labels. Be careful, you know, yeah. but enjoy yourself and plan ahead if you're going to go out to dinner as much as you can. Right. Uh, wow. Longer show than normal today, but we had a lot yeah. of information we wanted to cover. Hopefully it helps. And Armin, yeah. as always, we appreciate all the great info, man. Thank you. Uh, hopefully everybody got some takeaways, but yeah, uh, really a pleasure. Looking forward to next week and, um, you know, give us some input on that too. Um, you know, good and bad. Uh, Cause again, we're here to help. Absolutely. And, and we want to hear from you. So if you have a suggestion for the show, a topic, a question, whatever, you yeah. can easily comment in the YouTube section under the show, 
or you can email us and the email is support at nspnutrition.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Again, we appreciate your support, your feedback and comments and all that. We look forward to seeing it every week. And join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.